Hi, I'm Heather Hayward, and I'm tuned to the Drive Time Show with Wimbo and Naturally on AllFlavorsRadio.com. Go there, girls. A belief is a feeling of absolute certainty. If you want to achieve anything in life, you need to get certain you will achieve it. You must believe in yourself. Beliefs control results because you will never take action towards something you don't believe is possible. You can have all the education in the world. It doesn't matter. If you don't believe you can do it, you will never get it. Do you think Jordan could have become the greatest if he didn't believe in himself? Not a chance. He would have quit when things got hard. He would have quit when he was cut from his high school basketball team. You think Serena would be the greatest female tennis player in history without belief? Not a chance. These great athletes Great human beings are great because they believe in themselves. They believe when no one else does. They believe when they are down. They believe when they are at rock bottom. This is my dream, and I will succeed. Maybe not immediately, but absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind, this goal I have, this dream I have, I will get it, I will, I will, I will. Beliefs control your results because you will never take action towards something you don't believe is possible.
but knowing that you can change the belief that there are limitations to the knowing there are none. Change the belief that there isn't a way and push yourself to find your own path, your own answers, your own way. You can't just go off logic. The greatest achievements in the world defy logic. They are born from belief. The greatest achievements did not come from someone who saw what was possible and didn't dare attempt better. The greatest achievements came from those who see what is possible but still believe they can achieve something impossible. Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life, back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter, hallelujah. How can it be that you love the most unlovable part of me? Nobody, 
a pleasant good evening here in all flavors land how you doing out there beautiful people beautiful sounds of Kirk Franklin and some serious serious motivation on believing on in yourself this is the Let's Talk Drive Time Show. I am Wimbo77. And I am naturally Lily. How are you doing, Lily? I'm okay. I've been um, very productive today. Are you feeling a lot better? Oh, than I did last week, yes. yes. Still, still a bit under the weather, but um, better. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's great to have you back in the studio. Good to be back. And really a big, big thank you going out to DiCarlo last week, who stepped in for you. Now, yes. DiCarlo is my brother. And we've, uh, we always work very closely together. We are actually a, a trio when we go out and sing together. Um, Lili, DiCarlo and myself are easy, easy, that's what we're called. And it means make it happen. And we love to make things happen, right? We do, we do. Yeah, so we've got lots in store for you tonight. And we also have a special guest coming into the studio. So we'll be um, introducing her just in a while and um, an amazing woman amazing woman has done many things and obviously the topic of discussion tonight is surviving stroke and coming back from the brink mm. and when we think of the brink that's like the brink of what the pe- precipice the thin line the thin line the edge yeah right so awesome awesome so we'll be speaking to Shirley um, very soon mm-hmm. So, Lily, breaking news this week. So, what have you seen in the news? Well, first of it is um, February, which is International Friendship Month. And it's actually International Friendship Month in the US. Okay. However, they have a friendship day in the UK. But in, <laughs> in yes, in the US, um, February has been the Friendship Month. And they celebrate the whole month of friendship and as well as our day, one day in August. Do you know what I like about the fact that it's Friendship Month? No. It's also America's Black History Month. So it seems to work nice hand-in-hand. Yeah. Friendship, unity, learning about one's heritage. It's mm. quite nice. I was just telling you before we, we came on about a lecture that I went to yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was David Olusoga. Um, He's a historian in this country. And I must say, it was awesome mm. it was so good it he did bring a lot on like slavery but actually in quite a positive way okay and like you just said there about our heritage mm-hmm. and that we he said that so many things have been in our vision but we don't see it yeah so really looking at a lot of positive black figures in our history that were obviously 
brought it here as slaves, mm-hmm. but spoke about how you see them in a lot of portraits yeah. in the National Gallery, right under Nelson's column. Wow. There's a thing there with a soldier, a black soldier, that was a sniper. So much, wow. so much. So we're going to cover some of that. And seeing as it is US Black History Month, we may as well, we said we were going to start last October, didn't we? Yeah. As regards to our history. So it's down to us to really make it count, make it matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Definitely. So it's International Friendship Month, US as well as Black History Month. And how wonderful is that? However, in breaking news, we've seen a few things. And I think one of the most important ones there actually is that the UK is going to open a visa scheme for Hong Kong residents to become UK citizens. Your thoughts on that? Why Hong Kong residents? So we no longer want to be part of the European Union, but then we're just... allowing random yeah countries to come in and I, and I think at a time when you're sending everybody home why now all of a sudden are you offering you know another country citizenship um win rush you're sending people home mm. and now you're offering your citizenship to a completely different the thing is, I think that the Hong Kong Chinese were under British rule, were they, at one point? I have no clue. Honestly. So no it clue. says, yeah, because it says residents of Hong Kong can apply, and that was starting from Sunday, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they can apply for a visa mm-hmm. of the opportunity to become British citizens in the UK. And really, that they're trying to run away or escape the crackdown on the de- descent of the semi-autonomous city. So this is Hong Kong City. And I, I had to ask, what is semi-autonomous? I didn't quite understand what that was, but it means that they're, that they're not independent. So in some of the choices that they make, they can independently make them, mm. their own choices. Yeah. Whereas in some things they can't, they've got to follow a protocol. A what like is that, us. like having, you're only allowed a certain number of children and stuff like that? Yeah. More than likely that. Yeah, welcome welcome to England. There's not going to be much difference here. Mm, yeah. Some decisions we can make, some we can't. Currently, we're under that thumb where we can't move freely. That's a decision we can't make. Yeah. Well, we'll see once they, they kind of open it up because I you often wonder, what, what is all this building work for? You'd think, oh, it's for the British residents. No, it's not. But it's really can, not. But because they're also high rise, they're kind of used to that kind of living as well, aren't it's they? It's not even that. It's the so when you look at the British economy, when you speak about housing, we have quite um, a poor housing system here mm. where there are a lot of homeless people there are a lot of people who are on waiting lists for housing there are a lot of people that are in emergency accommodation and things like that so you see all of these buildings going up oh great housing nope that housing is not for those people it's not being built by councils it's not being built by housing associations it's being built by um private investors private investors mm. you know that are wanting money to come into our economy and the one way they can do that is through real estate wow but and they don't particularly people that are coming here aren't buying to stay mm. they might buy have a holiday home and go back to where they're from or buy and rent out mm, it's quite quite so. interesting in you saying that so yeah. the country that we, we i mean we would have probably been better sent sent 
back home when it comes to Windrush, but can you see how they've done it? Even ones that have been here and built up the economy, built up the system, mm. they're not even citizens. No, they've yeah. shafted, shafted them out, sent them home, and bringing up people that have not, what, that they've built, building the economy in, what, in a financial way? Yeah, of course. So that's, that's what matters, isn't it? That's oh, what matters, is the finances. It's absolutely atrocious. It's disgusting. Come to our country, do the work. We don't want you now. You can go back to where mm. we think you're from. Yeah. Um, And then... And even someone... It was you that said it to me. And then um, Nana said it to me again. We made a joke about it. When I said, oh, that we can get our Jamaican passport now. I'm going to get my Jamaican passport. And then when we thought about it... Hold on a second... Dual citizenship? Mm-mm. No, it's gone. You're either one or the other. No, but it's not even that. Now they're sending people back. What happens if you've got dual citizenship? I've got a Jamaican passport. So does that mean that they can send me... I'm born and bred here. Mm. Does that mean that they can send me... But remember, we spoke about this girl with that bagum, that something bagum, I can't remember her first name. Oh, the one that's... They withdrew her citizenship. She was born in this country. Yeah. So being born somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that you're a citizen of that country. Mm-mm. Because it these ones from Hong Kong, as it says, the UK said the law, um, which punish, punishes, um, you know, the, the way that they're treated in Hong Kong, that they won't be um, treated like that here. And it <laughs> says that London has argued it has a moral duty to the people of Hong Kong. It has no moral duty to you. What? Have you ever duty to your own nation? Thank you. What about moral to the people that have been here, worked so hard, done, built up the whole situation, and you're going to just, you know... But let's look at back at history. You spoke about history and knowing our heritage. Let's look back at British history. That's what they do. Mm. They go in, they colonise, they welcome take over countries that they have no place in being involved in. Mm. Oh, our way is better. And then look, 10 years down the line, no, we don't want to be part of you anymore. Bye. Mm. Yeah. It's not, it's not anything new. It's not, um, it's not something they haven't done before. You know, I just think that this thing now though, it says thousands are going to flee from Hong Kong and come to the UK. So we're going to see a very, very different demographic. I mean, we have seen the Polish come in. We see the, the, we've, we we came in, it was the Greeks, it was the Turkish, mm. and now it's going to be the, the Hong Kong's China, right? Chinese. I don't think it makes a difference, to be honest. I think we're so multicultural in England anyway. Mm. I mean, in London, we obviously have the, uh, what use the word privilege very lightly, but we have the privilege of being multicultural, where we see loads of different nations in one area, whereas if we were to go somewhere like yeah. up north, we'd be a, a rarity. Mm. So it's it's different in that sense where they those areas might notice the influx of um, different nationalities coming in. But for us, I don't really think it's anything that we haven't seen, we haven't experienced, it's not anything new. The funny thing is it says that everything we value, freedom of speech, fair elections, liberties, has been eroded. It's no longer the Hong Kong we knew. But I, I never knew that they had freedom of speech there anyway because I thought it was a communist government i don't know yeah so unless they was separate unless hong kong i should have done a little bit more research to find out if hong kong is separate from china and that they have a whole different regime under their if they're under the same government or are they under the british government can anyone tell me i don't think they're under i just find it very interesting that those are the things that they value Mm. and they're leaving their home thinking that coming here is going to be any different no, 
we don't have freedom of speech here. Exactly. We don't have the right to make our own decisions because if we did, half of us wouldn't be wearing certain attire out in public. Mm. We would be travelling freely. Yep. You know, there's certain things that we wouldn't have to abide by if we were allowed to do what we wanted to do. And that's the thing. We'd, we'd like to think that we, we've we got it good, we've got it easy. Mm. But in true, true, the matter of the truth, should we say, it is just so the opposite. We've mm. been locked up in our houses for the almost a year now. Yep. And at the end of the day, if that's what they think they're going to come here and get, it will be a rude, rude awakening, I think. It also makes me laugh at the, th- the fact that we were supposed to have our borders closed, but now we're welcoming people from different... I don't understand. I've read... I've read um, this... What was it? Oh, the thought's gone. Thought's gone. About, oh, the new strain. Yeah. In Tottenham Hill. Tottenham, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've, they've lo- rounded it down to one so area. It's, no, it's more than one area. It's, it's Tottenham, some places in um, the ME postcode... So there's different postcodes that are hot spots. And the reason this is <laughs> the reason this has come about is there's now a door-to-door swab that you can have. Okay. Door-to-door test. So in these areas, they're gonna do door-to-door testing. Mm. However, I know that you can get a test sent to your house and get a result in 24 hours. You can get it couriered to your house. That's what they're playing at. So then. I don't really understand why I need someone knocking my door to, to give me a swab. And actually, I don't think it's, even though they're claiming it's an, a certain area, like Tottenham, for example, mm. I don't think that's the area that's a hotspot. I think it's an area right next to there. But because of the demographic, okay. they have to be a bit more, is Tottenham. Terrible. What is happening in the world, beautiful people? Please let us know. You can call us at any time. The, in fact, the lines will open around quarter to seven. So the number is 07895 134713. That's 07895 134713. <laughs> oh, what happened there? Oh, so next on the agenda, your, your, what do you, what would you say? So we've spoken about Hong Kong and the influx of, new citizens that we'll be having I think the next the next one that was um against Marcus Marcus Rashford Mm. um he was racially abused on social media after his team drew nil-nil with Arsenal right Manu forward Marcus Rashford says racial abuse he's received online after the draw was humanity and social media at its worst Mm. it's quite sad even the fact of what he's been doing mm. over this past period that we spoke about him the last time. Mm. And like you said the other day, it's not your efforts aren't seen. It's the effect, effect. of it's the yeah. effect of the of what comes from your effort. Yeah. And what he's done there for feeding all the, these young people, mm. the underprivileged, and yet they're they're hailing him out. Online, I think they're not hailing them out. They're being racist. Oh, but they're there's being... nothing new in this country. It's re- you know, it's so apparent now. It it's like oil and water. Mm. So you know, you shake up oil and water, mm-hmm. and you can't really see. You can see the little bits of oil just floating in, but you let it settle. Yeah, and then the oil all rises to the top. Yeah, this is to me 
what's happened when it comes to the racism? Do you know why I think it is? I think so many different things have contributed, but I think that the fact we're going through a very, very tumultuous time right now Mm. where, let's be blunt, ethnic groups are being targeted as the reason for our pandemic. Let's be fair. Mm. So saying things, so let's, looking back at the Hong Kong, allowing people in from Hong Kong, Hong Kong is obviously near China. China. Wuhan, yeah. Okay. It might not be that close, but. No, we, but. The, the, that connection, yes. <laughs> yeah. Opinion, disclose, you know, whatever we usually say, this is our opinion, this is not fact. Um, but, it started there and then all of a sudden it became a black thing. Mm. And from that moment, I saw a different type of racism in my workplace. We practically got racially abused the other day with the, the whole mask, mask situation, you know. Oh yeah, when we was out shopping. And um, it's, it's, it's given people permission mm. You say freedom of speech. Yeah, only certain people have freedom of speech because if it was me that then said those comments to other people, You'd have been something held would be done it. about it. Yeah. But this whole pandemic, this whole Brexit that we're supposed to be going through, that we're not really going through, that we aren't seeing anything happening, but it's happening behind the closed doors. All of this has given the racists mm. an opportunity to show their true colours. I think I think it was always there, but they're always sweeping it under the carpet. Yeah. But I think in this time, people just aren't going to put up with it. They, I saw this video, I don't know how old the video was of this man, and he had a petrol can, mm. and he was trying to douse these young boys in petrol and, and set them on fire, calling them niggers, whatever. Mm. So they were filming, mm. when in fact they should have just probably gone off and just left him to his own devices but then he could have gone on and done much more harm yeah so after a certain amount of time one of the young boys take up him for and kick, kick him, down. him down yeah in, but the boy will get in more, in more yeah. trouble if you kick him down him fall down my shopping made upon the floor and now the repercussions the repercussions at the end of the day that was racial violence he was he doused him in petrol so what do you do in that situation? What would you do in that situation, beautiful people? Someone's there with a petrol can. Would you kick them down? Would you run? Would you fight or flight? That's what it is, fight or flight. But then if, this is what I'm saying, if the shoe was on the other foot and this young black boy was dousing the, the, the white guy with petrol, mm. that would be enough. That would be enough for him to get hauled out on it. That would be enough for the police to say, no, this is unacceptable behaviour. They took their out. time coming as well. The police took their time in coming as of well. Of course they did. And so you would see a whole different situation. You think, oh, no, it's an old man being kicked down on the floor. Mm. When, in fact, you didn't see everything that went on before that. But regardless if you didn't see it, you could smell the petrol. Mm. But the can, by the time the boy kicked him down on the floor, the petrol can is laying, obviously, by the side of his head. So you go in and see that situation from not seeing everything. You might draw other conclusions. Nah. If the boy smells that petrol, the man was pouring on petrol mm. in. It's very, very... And we live in a world where everyone's always got their phone in their hand. So someone was recording that situation. Yeah, someone was recording it. There you go. But at the end of the day, who is going to be held accountable in that situation? Mm. Madness. So Marcus Rashford there, he has been racially abused and he has done a lot of very great things for young underprivileged people, 
Yeah, just because it was a nil-nil. At least it wasn't a one-nil draw, people. Come on. But the thing is, that as well, racism in, in football is nothing new. Mm. Oh, do you know what I learned yesterday as well on this lecture? Mm. That the the insignia on both Manchester's, what they call the, the, the on the shirts the that they wear. Is it called an epaulette that or they the wear? Label, or the label is, that yeah. they wear. They both have connotations to the slave trade. <laughs> I was taken aback. So I don't know what's on the I don't know what's on the Manchester United shirt and I don't know what's on the Manchester Manchester City, is it? I shirt. thought Man United was a lion. Yeah. But there's a connotation in that it was a man with a boat or something like that. So But how can it but if it's a lion, where's the man with a boat? It's the insignia on their shirts are related to the slave trade. Because, again, Manchester was a big city. It was, a, it was a cotton, a place where they had the mills. Mm. And they were very rich at that time. And, yes, it does. So I'll do a little bit more research and find out. And if anyone out there knows, what is the insignia on Manchester City and Manchester United's shirts? And there is actually a history behind all of that. So you see when we don't know? It's good to know when we don't know, isn't it? And it's amazing when we do know because then we can just okay, Lily. But knowing that information, what difference does it make? It doesn't, but it just it pertains to history. It still pertains to history and how it's followed through. And these things are right in front of us, and we don't know what they are. Yeah, but we have no idea as to why is that there. Mm. We have no idea as to why do we say that. We have no idea as to why do we do that. We just do it. But I feel like as things, as things, I don't like using the word evolve, but as things develop through time, those meanings change. Like, for example, the Nazi sign. Mm. The origin of that sign is actually not negative and not, it's a sign of peace. Ethiopian, yeah. Yeah. However, many few people know that. Mm. And the only acknowledgement is it's, a derogatory, racist, evil sign. Mm. Because now we, now we, in this day and age, we know what that relates to. That kind of cancels out what its previous meaning was. Mm. So like, for example, the emblems, the signs on the, on the football shirts, and this is in no way me condoning them having links to slavery or whatever. Mm. But at that time, when that was a thing, Yes, that's what it relates to. However, as time has gone on, that's... You're saying it might just be something different. It might mean something different. Yeah. We'll have to do our research and then we can see yeah. if it does mean something else, then that's fine. If it doesn't, then it just goes to show mm. hidden in plain sight. Everything's hidden in plain sight. Yeah. We see things, but we don't see it. And that's that. I think that was a point that um, David Olisoga was making. Everything is there for us to see. Mm. We can go and see the archives. I think we spoke about this before. Yeah, there's a lot it. of things that we can have access to, mm. and there's lots of things around us, literally, yeah. uh, that we we um, are aware of. We're going to just take this call and then we'll go to break. Hello. Hi, Natasha. It's Olivia. How are you? Oh, hello, Olivia. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Is it okay to talk? Yes, yes. 
Uh, it's been a while. I have been really busy. But no, I was just hearing about the dousing of the of the young boy in petrol. That that is frightening. Mm. But um, his um, according to the Human Rights Act, 1998, mm. um, uh, whether. Um, the action of dousing means that the person, the perpetrator, um, should be uh, charged for it, really. Of course, of course. So, um, uh, but oh, it's just terrible. Yeah. And as, as, um, as, uh, is it Lily? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lily. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Yes, so she, um, you were talking about the Nazi um, sign. Mm-hmm. It's actually... Um, the Indian peace sign. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, yeah. So um, it's just—it's like they've taken something so good mm-hmm. and turned it on its head. Like mm-hmm. um, the Aryan race. No, the Aryan race does not uh, originate. <laughs> it originates from uh, somewhere in the Asian uh, subcontinent. There's not yeah. not um, um, the. It's not Germanic. So there you go. Yeah, and this is what we're saying. We're saying that something that was so positive previously, because yes. so so few people are aware of this. We not we. I'm just saying that as a general. Many people yeah. just refer to that um sign as a negative thing because they don't know about the previous um real symbolism the the real yeah the real meaning behind it and that's what i'm saying with the um manchester city and manchester united i know pictures yeah now it's a positive thing because oh yeah that's my team that's man united that's man city and actually uh, it came from somewhere negative yes exactly yeah yeah. But I mean, in in that sense, uh, it, um, turning something positive from negative, I think I'd rather that from turning something positive into something evil. Ex- um, exactly. Yes. So, um, and it's just it's just um, it's just sad that st- people are still going on. A, the, I mean, why? In, you know, the, that the footballer he he's done so many good things and. Mm. Uh, it's like, hello, you yeah. know, what is wrong with you people? Come on. I think what it is, Olivia, that people forget very easily or maybe some people are don't like the fact that he's doing that. It could yeah. be many, of many course. reasons why. And then because he was, he's black, he's not white and, mm-hmm. and, and he's been highlighted. Yeah. And the other thing is that today, um, I don't know if you heard that, um, is it Tom, Tom died, the um, Captain Tom? the old man is it the old yes 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 yes. and um they uh, i think um, his family was getting trolled Mm -hmm. uh with regards to why are you allowed to go and visit him in hospital Mm -hmm. i'm thinking uh, how do you feel now that he's died you know it's like so it's just like does it matter i mean not not everyone you know so sometimes um you can be generous in allowing people to um I don't know. Sometimes um, not everybody gets a chance, but if somebody else gets a chance, it doesn't matter. You just have to be generous. That's yeah. all. I think humanity is m- missing. Um, Olivia, thank you so much for your call. We're going to go to a short break. Thank you so much and too. And, and you guys continue, please. Uh, it's, it's really good. And I just wanted to say that um, um, I'm so glad that um, Biden won and um, and uh, and um, uh, the vice president, uh, sorry, the, he's the second in charge, is, um, is of mixed origin. Thank God. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. Yes. Let's, you know. Well, at least at least it's, it's a start. 
Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, with with Obama, and then, uh, but um, uh, because they need to be, uh, they need to be um, in public view for for all all minorities mm. to say that you can do it. There is no, ex- the, you know, you have the chance to do it. Mm. You know, it's, it's being able and being allowed to make that to have that opportunity as well. Exactly, we but are um, sometimes on so many levels we can be blocked. So that's true but um we 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 have to try as well yeah. yes absolutely totally agree you totally take agree. care you guys and uh, uh, and continue thank uh, you your good yeah. work thank take you care, bye. Bye. bye bye auch in deutschland hören wir all flavors radio die beste musik rund um die uhr all flavors radio plays what you want to hear when you want to hear it 24/7. Have you ever wondered what therapy is and how it can help with our mental well-being? To find out more, please join me every week on the Wednesday for the Wednesday Wellbeing Show, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. on All Flavors Radio with Darnell, the therapist. Hi, I am Wimbo, and this is Naturally Lily. Join us every Tuesday evening between six and eight for the Drive Time Radio Show, where we talk about things that are for us, by us, on current events and matters of the heart. All Flavors Radio. See you in the chat room. This is a very important health message. My name is Errol McKellar, MBE. I am a prostate cancer survivor and founder of the charity, the Errol McKellar Foundation. Do you know that over 47,000 men a year are diagnosed with prostate cancer? Do you also know that over 11,000 men also die of prostate cancer? That means that one man will die every 45 minutes. Do you also know that one in eight European men will die of prostate cancer? But more frighteningly, that one in four Afro-Caribbean men will die of prostate cancer. But the truth is, Prostate cancer doesn't care about your color. Prostate cancer doesn't care about your wealth. Prostate cancer doesn't care about you. What prostate cancer will do, if you ignore it, it will kill you. At the Errol McKellar Foundation, our aims and mission is to talk with as many men and their partners as possible to ensure they are fully aware of the dangers posed by prostate cancer, recognizing potential symptoms and know about the available tests and information. We want to stop men from dying through ignorance and fear. For more details, please visit www.theerolmckellarfoundation.com foundation.com or email temf2018 at gmail.com please remember that health is your wealth all flavors radio the best music from around the world now here comes the music the original mr fix it i hope you're feeling better dj charlie muir Just for me. Darnell the therapist. Ninja Man Lloyd. Caddy. And DJ Nige. Everybody say Just for me. So Lily, we've been looking at the insignias on these football teams and were you quite surprised yeah i was so um the man city one Mm. it's very obvious there's a ship on there Mm. um and it's got a little writing underneath it's super superbia in 
Mm. Prodi or something like that. Mm, And it means um, pride in battle. Okay. So argument, maybe they're battleships. I don't know. It's still a ship. Mm. Um, But it's consistently had the ship on it. It's had some variations. I know someone put a skull in the chat, but there's never been a skull from looking at the past ones. Um, the past emblems of Man City, there's not really been anything like that on their emblems, but the ship is definitely there. Mm. Now, the Man United one, it's very, um, it's very, what did I say to you? It's like, you you barely even notice it. Unless you're really looking. But it's there. It's quite, it's quite shocking actually. Because I, I was like, there's no ship there. There's no ship. I can't see a ship. But it's there. Yeah. Very subtly. Mm. But then I guess people might say, oh, well, you can't equate all ships to slavery. No, you can't. And so- as as black people, I think we need to make that, make sure that we don't always make that mistake. Yes. But it's just the fact that it's something so subtle. It's something mm. so small. If that If that is what it relates to, yeah, you would never know. Would you? So again, it's down to do research and finding mm-hmm. out the real meaning behind what what it is, right? No, I don't agree. No, why not? Because why are we researching into everything? <laughs> well, if you want I support, to, I support this football team. Oh no, wait, I can't support them because their thing is <laughs> yeah, a racist thing. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you can't it. support them, Leash. It doesn't mean you can't support someone because because at the end of the day, we can't hold it against someone for what your you can't hold it against someone for what their dad did or what their great granddad did mm. you can't times do move on so, so that's one thing why do we need to research into everything as a, as a nation i, I understand I why do. we need to research our past yeah. but why do we need to pick up on every little thing things mm. that are going to have you researching it is going to have it's never going to change that mm. particular thing and you can't have any impact on it you can have, it, have an impact on it because you didn't know about it before I, I found out about it, right? That's true. Not that it's it had an impact on you, no I don't know. It makes no difference to how I view them. But know. we know a bit more. We all know that Manchin we... United is trash. Sorry, Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I was saying it's quite it's quite funny that Marcus Rashford would also play for the team. Yeah, but then you just don't true. know. You don't know. And you can't hold things against people. Mm. We do have to move on in life. Yes, we do. But we can learn things from what's gone before us as well. Mm. I always say that we can all learn from the past as well as, you know, looking on in the future with a quite positive outlook on life. So it's just really how we accept it and and what we do with the information. Yeah, because something I was was at a meeting on the weekend and it was talking about... um, looking at our past mm. and they're talking about oh, looking at the good old days but also looking at things in a negative light things were negative before yes mm. they were they were not nice and no one likes to dwell on those negative things but some people live in those negative mm. moments yeah, it's living there and that's what i think we need to get away from slavery happened yes it did however how we we've moved past that in so many different ways that we don't need to live in that negativity. Mm. The same thing with like the civil rights movements and things like that. Those horrible situations happened, segregation happened. We're living in a form of 
you know, oppression of our people at the moment. However, if we live in the negativity, we're never going to be able to make that change. It's quite funny you say that because I saw another documentary and it blew me away. I've I've never really looked into it and it was the prison system in the United States of America. Yeah. And it's just another form of Jim, Ro- Jim Crow law. Yeah. And it's deep. It's it so deep. Control, it could control the, the black people. Because and the people that are heading it are big corporations. Yeah. Like when I saw Victoria's Secret, I thought I wondered why I never bought any of their stuff. Like it's all <laughs> cheap anyway. But you know, I was shocked. Mm. I was again, disclaimer, that's my opinion. Yeah. Some people might like Victoria's Secrets, but they 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 too, the men the women are whatever in their making the garments to be sold. Yeah. And it is a huge corporation there's corporations that are supporting this it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Ha- it's, it's how, and this is going back to slavery. It's how slavery managed to get into the, um, to continue into this new age. 2021, Lee. Where, not even 2021, when slavery ended, they needed a way to keep them as slaves, but make it legal. Ooh. So, oh, I can't have you in the house picking cotton, but actually, if you can't eat, you're going to have to find a way to eat food which means you're most probably mm, 65 to 95% going to steal something to eat. I have to find a way to trap you yeah. in that horrible rat race yeah. so that I can keep you as a slave. Ooh. And that's what the prison, prison system is. They let them, you know, freed the slaves, and I say that with air quotes, and then put them in a position where they couldn't get jobs, they couldn't support their families. Mm. So they had to struggle and find other methods to support their families. And those other methods some of the time were not positive methods. So they stuck them in the building and made them do the work that way. You know, and the thing is as well, we call them African-Americans. And at the end of the day, some of them were there already. What Mm. we have to realise is a lot of them, the majority of them were there already as well. So it's it's vicious, but we will cover that. And the, you know, the term itself, African American, was mm. created in 1985 yeah. by someone who wanted to find a way to refer mm. to people of color because they weren't allowed to say colored anymore. Mm-hmm. Interesting, very very interesting. So it's it, it it's like it's just not leaving us until the matter is actually dealt with, and it it isn't being dealt with because there's so many underhanded ways in which they're getting around the issue when it's still very, very apparent. We know in Libya, mm. it's a very big issue. Slavery is still a very big is- um, issue. United States, again, it's still a very big issue. And it's a something, it's a whole heap of dust that you can't sweep under the carpet, man. Can I give my opinion? Yes, you can. And I may get a lot of <laughs> evil eyes through the, through the stereo here. Mm. But do you know the only way I think we will overcome the whole oppression? And I don't think we're there anytime soon is if we stop asking to be to be allowed validation yeah stop making it a black and white thing oh but the white person got that job because they're white on oh i've got to work harder okay but if you keep on saying that they can hear you they're not going to make it any easier for you no so we just have to keep finding ways in how we can make progress and move on and move ahead mm. in the struggle because the struggle is ourselves. real man yeah yeah and work work as a collective mm. as a people working together 
to make that progress yeah. because all that it was JP Morgan I think was one of the big companies mm. that's one of the corporations behind all of this and some really big named companies I was shocked shocked to my core mm. and I I mean sometimes we just don't pay attention to these things so we're paying attention to other things mm. but there's so much going on so much more than we're in this little bubble at the moment and I'm just wondering when is this bubble going to explode and when what do you it mean, does we're in a bubble like the, for this whole year the situation that we've been in yeah but I, I, I'm not sure there's nothing I have to my not theories. be sure about what's happening is happening and mm. there's nothing right now lay people can do about it mm. and I don't no, like that term I, I just don't think there's any point in trying to look too deep into it because you're mm. not going to the more you dig, is the deeper down in the hole you're going to have to try and get back out of. Yeah. And we're living in this atrocious situation that someone has created, yes. But digging is not going to get us anywhere. It's just got to take one day at a time, as they always Literally say, Literally take today and try and get to tomorrow. Oh, beautiful people. What are your thoughts? 07895 Oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three, and we do ha- actually have a question for you out there. So the first question is: Is it okay to propose to your man? So we thought we'd throw this one out because I saw this one and I thought that's a really interesting question. And um, so that's the first question that we're asking you, the audience, allflavorsradio.com. Is it okay to propose to your man? Your thoughts, Lily. No. <laughs> blunt like that. No. Okay. The male proposal is. <laughs> Let's look at the relationship in this way. He's he has, um, you're interested in him. He's interested in you. He has, what's the word? Pursued you. And you've, no, I'm not interested in that. And then all of it, you've given him your time. Yeah? You've given him your time. You've given him of your your love, your kindness, your, you've given him you. Mm. If he really wants to be with you, he will make that happen. Okay. But I think a lot of females think, because it is a man, it's the man that's supposed to make that step. Men find it very hard to let go of that singleness, in my opinion. And that engagement is him saying, I'm I'm not ready, but I wanna make that step to just dedicate myself to you. A man finds that harder to do than a woman. Right. But who made you the rule that should be the man? Who made the rule? It's not a rule. It's, it's, we spoke about being emotional and rational mm. on the show before. An emotional woman, oh, we've been dating for a year and he's not proposing, he don't love me. No, he's not proposing because he don't think he's ready to embark on this thing called life with you. Life University, as we'll hear shortly. Right. It has its, it has its modules, it has its stages. You can't just skip one module because you want to get to the end of the course. No. Yeah, you've got to do the modules. And <laughs> logic says, uh-huh. men are logical. Men think that 
do you know what I gotta do that nah she's not ready. nah I'm not ready for that nah then we're gonna have kids and we're gonna do you know what I mean there are a lot more things and we don't think that these things go through men's minds Mm. but they do we're emotional as soon as you know we get certain things when we're attached that's it he's our man for life he knows that we ain't going nowhere Mm. but you asking him you getting down on one knee when no woman should be bending to no man yeah you getting down on one knee (laughs) you're making a lot of sweeping statements here will you marry me that is, it's almost emasculating. Kimmy B says here, she says, it's not right to propose to your man, but it is okay. You sound like Whitney Houston. Is that right? <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> right, it says, if that's, if that's how you want it, show that you can't wait for him to propose. All right, so it's like you said, yeah. not being patient enough to wait. But what if it's 10, 10 years down the line and three kids later? Not to be funny, but you got to three kids, he's yours. Okay. And if he hasn't proposed to you after three kids, oh dear, you'd be asking see some that's a, that's for another that's for another time. So what about um, old ways won't open new doors? Joyce says old ways. <laughs> I love Joyce. <laughs> I love them. It, it's not. It's um, she also says some man will will feel less of a man if their woman proposes to them. Kimmy B says it. Hi, yeah. Kimmy B. Uh, it's uh, again. I just feel that's the role of a man. A woman gets to plan a wedding. A woman gets to basically say, "I want my wedding." Like a man, you are you going to have your man plan your wedding? No. So at least give him this one contribution. Give him this one. Baby, I love you. Down on one knee. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You know you have those moments. Like, let's be honest. Every girl waits for that one moment that a man proposes to her. Mm. And. I don't think we think about it on the other side. Like, does a man see that moment as special? He most probably does. Would you think, And then you guys? go down and get down on one knee. 07895 We're going to go to a quick ad break. Oh, okay. We're going to quickly call. take this call and then we will go to the Hello, ad break. Hello, Hello. Are you live? No, I'm on the wrong number, am I? No, you're, you're on the right, right number. number. That's fine. Hello. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes, yes. I'm slightly delighted. All right. Turn your radio turn down. Turn your radio. Turn your radio. You've got to turn off everything. No worry. No one's on the Right. Yes. Um. <clears throat> I would say, um, old tradition for getting married, mm-hmm. and the old proposal was yes, that would have been correct mm-hmm. in the days where women weren't working. I'll get to that, right? When women weren't working and they tend to stay at home. Of today, okay, by a, a, a writer, an author by the name of John Gray, has mm-hmm. stated now that most women that are independent are, want a husband. Mm-hmm. Yep. They want a, they actually want a wife at home. They don't actually want a husband because they've become the husband. So mm-hmm. nowadays, a lot of women have that aspect of do you know what i can do whatever a man does mm-hmm. i can build a house i can the only thing you can't do is get a man pregnant which <laughs> and let, let's get i'm sure that. they're working on which, it hold on hold on hold on which is um there was a, 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 a an article not so long ago where a man had had a sex change mm. and his partner he became the woman no, sorry. Yeah. The woman became 
the man, yeah, and the man became the woman, and, the, and the there was a baby yeah. involved. It, yes, how crazy do you understand? Is that? Yeah. So it's like, but for instance, then... things have turned around. So when we can say traditionally old school, yes, we shouldn't. Um, a man should propose to a woman, and you know, but that role is has, I would say, out of a hundred percent, it's probably about thirty-five percent now. Mm. Okay, because a lot of women now are becoming men. Sorry, independent. In, yeah. I can I can I can fork out for myself. I don't need no man. I don't. Do you understand? Is that their roles? Their roles that they're becoming um, male orientated, so that's yeah. what they can do. Saying that they're in, they're independent, they mm. can do for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, honestly, and in this day and age, it's it's about being fashionable, about doing something different. Mm. So that's what people do now. The younger generation are proposing. Mm. So when you keep, okay, let's, let's, let's ask another question. Put that to when you say, is it okay for a woman to ask a man to get married? Well, how about same-sex marriages? Mm. Okay. But that's a mm-hmm. bit diff- I, guess, I guess that's different. That's a whole... No, marriage is marriage. Show. That's a whole other show, DiCarlo. <laughs> it is. But it's marriage is marriage. You, get, you can't separate them. Mm. Because if you separate them, what are you being? But then in, in same-sex relationships, someone always takes on the masculine role. Someone always yes. takes on the feminine role. So then saying that, is the one that's more masculine expected to be the proposer? I think so. Yeah, but that's what, that's, yes. what, that's what we think. That doesn't always happen. Somebody might take the role every week. So they might have turns. <laughs> they love each other. You don't know. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's, not behind closed doors to... Us prompting, yes, exactly. Us prompting mm. and thinking, well, that's the way it is. And that's not, the same. With the, us prompting, that's the way it is. It's not right. It's, it's changed. Yeah. I feel like I still have... I still have quite traditional ideals, even though I, I, both me and my husband work, we both are breadwinners, if that's the term. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like, yes, I have some form of independence, but that independence doesn't make me think that the men's role should be different than the females. Mm. You know, there should be some kind of confusion there. And I do, I did see something the other day where a woman was saying, you know, um, men want a, a, a stay at home they want a woman to do this 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 but yet the whole roles in itself have changed women go back to work then let's go back to traditional values and I don't agree with that I don't think we should go back to in exactly so you values. can't go back to you can't just keep some things traditional and, um, um, and everything else you can do what you want to do no mm. because I think in today's society it's un- we're unable to go back to those traditional values because the cost of living does not allow mm. that Mm. It's exactly. Not, it's not because it's not because of my you know desire to be, be completely independent. Yeah. It's because of my desire to make sure that my family are well cared for. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's powerful the women out there. Uh-huh. There are very powerful women out there. Mm. Okay. That take the man role. Yeah. Okay. And they 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 will not let their man take that role of like, for instance, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to marry me. Yeah, there might be a slight inkling like, oh, yeah, I want to be proposed to. <laughs> but when it gets back down to the bottom line, it's like, no, you know, I provide, I don't need no man. I can provide for myself. When you hear, I don't need no man, I can pro- provide for myself, then that's that, that role of a man. That's when you start it's having battles and fights you know with what? your wife. Do you know what I say woman. to women that say that? I don't need no man, fine, but do you want one? Then you are at right. 
because there is a there is you still have to, this again disclaimer opinion you do have to still have that kind of you know you're not a slave to no man yeah it's great you can you can support yourself but if you are if you want to be in a relationship with a man or you want to be in a relationship you have to have some understanding you have to have some compromise you have to have some you know middle ground where you're saying okay this is what you do for this relationship and this is what I do for this relationship and I think it's the same when it comes to proposals when you when you have a conversation you don't like for example myself I'm going to speak for exp- from experience I would never have gotten down on one knee and proposed to my husband but I'm sure I dropped dropped enough hints yeah do you but know what I mean? As saying that times have changed, so sticking to those traditional values, sticking to the way that things were done in the past, again, that has changed. Just like you said about going back to the past, slavery, it all links in. It, yeah. it, it really, doing the research, it just all, it is all relative in the sense that, like, it, it is just what it is. And um, but there DJ are other Larry, cases. DJ Lara says, "Ouch!" D- DJ Lara is saying, "Ouch!" Out there, you need to elaborate with that on that for us, please, DJ Laro. Um, yeah, but there are other situations where women have proposed and the man has said yes, but yeah. then the man still done the traditional way to ask her, but he yeah. didn't do it. In, he didn't. He didn't out, try to outdo her. Yeah, he just wanted to do his part, which mm. is cute. Yeah? yeah, but I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman asking a man. But you know, if a woman asks a man to marry him. And him said, Noah, <laughs> the relationship done. <laughs> All right, my God. All right, yeah. later. Thank you Enjoy for your show. call. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, my Bye. life. <laughs> All Flavors Radio. Many eyes, the questions, if you are in existence, I can hear. A son asks why his mother has to suffer as he saw her dying with cancer. Jesus, a sister cried, saw her brother in a casket, held his cold hands, but still there's no answer. Jesus, how you made the world, how you made the sea, who next will leave? I have no answer. Why you are God? I believe, I believe you knew before it happened. Yes, Lord, I believe that you did a miracle. Lord, I believe if I obey, I will die in your way. Please, I to say that He said, Jesus, I believe. This flesh sometimes gets the best of me I didn't believe, Lord All I had was faith in me Oh, my faith is not determined By the toughest situation But how I needed you without a tribulation You must feel used to hear us when we only need a blessing And if you don't come We doubt if you're really true Lord, forgive Sounds of Jermaine Edwards fingers even try to blame you But the problem is How we are fooled 
Doing a high five to George Flavors, South Malaysia. How are you doing out there? Also shouting out Camilla and Chrissy. How are you doing, ladies? And that great call there from DiCarlo and Olivia, giving you a big shout out. As well as an ouch from DJ Laro. DJ Laro, you can catch him for the 8 till 10 tonight. So Kenny, you alright? And Joy McKay, who we will be speaking to shortly. As well as Kimmy B, how you doing? Shouting out Mark Philogene, who will be on from 10 to 12 tonight. And Pele and Sonia. Come and join us in the chat room. Yes, I believe Also shouting out everyone on WhatsApp and tune in. Oh yeah, Jermaine Edwards, an amazing singer, amazing singer. Okay, you're live online, you're live on radio, so I'm great that we've um, got you on with us now. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Oh, good stuff. Now, everyone, I'm sure you know Joy McKay, and um, she's Shirley Russell, and I'm going to let one out of the bag. She is actually my mother. <laughs> okay, so um, we thought we'd get her on the, the show. She's Reverend Shirley, and um, yeah, she had a stroke uh, about three, just under three years ago, almost three years ago. And she lost her husband and, yeah, just things went squee-whiffed, didn't they? Went askew. So we we called the show, She's Come Back From The Brink, and really just asking her and letting people out there know how we can survive stroke and the whole process. So hi, Shirley. Hi, Mum. You all right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and good evening to all Flavors Land. I've had fun playing <laughs> gifts with you. Right. Yeah. Yes. We've got gremlins in the office in the studio today, guys. There's lots of gremlins, lots <laughs> of gremlins. Yes, Shirley. Yes. What would you like to know? So coming back from the brink then. Um, how well, how back from the brink? Yes. Um, during the year 2018, I had uh, quite a few mishaps. Right. I lost my husband in January. I had a stroke. I had two strokes and a heart attack in March. Mm. And um, really, at one stage, I could not walk. I could not talk properly. The first stroke took away my speech. It, the next week, I had a second stroke and a heart attack. Speech came back, but my right side went. Mm, mm. So, so it's been a, a very serious uphill battle, but I give thanks. Because mm, you was doing you a, know, you, the Lord is always on your side. You were doing a lot before your stroke, right? Could you tell us a bit about um, what your life was like before? Before the stroke? Yes. 
Before the stroke, I was extremely active. I am um, a chaplain as well as I do street pastoring. I do, uh, I'm a school pastor also. And um, I'm actually a visiting guest speaker with um, different churches. I, I like to believe I'm part of a church without wars. And uh, I went into like the, the centers. I followed all the deportees that they would always send home. So I went to do prayers and stuff with them. Right. And it was, it was quite a busy um, program for me. Mm. I also traveled extensively, but the last um, actual speaking engagement was with Dr. Miles Monroe in Israel. Okay, yeah. So, so coming, you you had quite an extensive schedule, quite busy. Then you had some very um, sad news. Your husband passed away. I'm sorry, you're breaking up on that. Am I? Your husband passed away, and then overall. You went into a kind of dark period, right? Yeah, when when David passed, I really, um, I took it really badly. So part of what caused me to um, actually have to visit the doctor when I came, I went to, home to Jamaica, came back in February, when February came back in March. And when I did, I was really pretty low. So I went to the doctor mm. and they um, changed the medication and, Within a matter of days, hey, I was there having strokes. Mm, mm. What happened, which they subsequently found out, is that they had um, doubled my, my portion. In, in other words, I was getting insulin now, and I was already taking pills. Wow. We should have been removed, but wasn't. And so after, <clears throat> after the fact of everything that happened... You know, when I came home, I realized a lot had gone down. So I chose not to take any form of um, painkillers or any medicine for, for for pain. But I still progressed with the insulin and some of the other medication. Mm. So, but I was taking far too much. Right. So and that was discovered. I went through four different hospitals before they found out what was yeah, they flagged that up, didn't they, at um, one of the hospitals that it was, well, you knew already anyway that the doctor had overprescribed um, medication and thus you ended up in that situation. And then they flagged that up again at one of the hospitals, didn't they? Yeah, they flagged it up at Royal Free. Mm, yeah. But then I went from UCLA, Switington, um, <laughs> Homerton. I just went through the spectrum, but... I think, like, since I have been home, yeah, I've had to be um, self-medicating with going back to my, my roots, yeah. my herbs. Mm. And that has brought me a mighty long way because I, I couldn't walk. They gave me a machine mm. that lifts my foot yep. called the FES. And it lifts my toes so I could walk. Mm. But before I was unable to walk cause during the stroke, my foot dropped. Mm. But even your I progression you during that time, foot. even during your your progression from when you had your first strokes to when you was discharged from hospital, you made quite um quick progress, didn't you? you? Did very well with your with your physio and your rehabilitation while you was actually inside the hospital. Because I was determined I was not going to be laying flat on that bed. Mm. I've I've been back to the hospital quite a few times and see people still laying there that was there before me, wow. 
And that just that was not my portion. And I asked the Lord. That's why Jermaine Edwards brought me a long way. He knew before it happened. Mm-hmm. But I guess I had some things to learn. Mm-hmm. Part of my job is um, pastoral care and counseling. Mm-hmm. And so when I do that, you know, I see people coming in to me who had similar Mm. But at the time, I didn't know what it felt like. That was prior mm. to the stroke, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. people would come and tell you about stroke and you think, and this is the thing, isn't it? Someone can come and tell us something, but until we experience, experience it, it yeah. until it's a totally you're different in thing. It, you'll never know what's happening. Mm. So what about you? Your, know, what about your, your rehabilitation then? Because we're going to probably progress and speak on that. What about re- rehabilitation? Rehabilitation is that um, I started... Because I didn't get the kind of assistance, or that's the point. Most people are just um, frustrated because they're just left to their own devices. But I was determined that I'm going to help myself. So the the College of British, um, the osteopathic clinic, mm-hmm. they assisted me greatly mm-hmm. um, in the. Uh, the, the second year of my stroke. Mm-hmm. And then um, because it pushed me to do some walking, I had a hill to climb. Mm-hmm. That hill alone, I've, I've sent a lot of able-bodied people because of what's, what's I've come through and they've seen what's happened with me. They've been going to this place. And they've helped quite a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, they didn't believe me. At first, I was walking up the hill. The hill was rather steep yeah you know but that helped um i went each week had massages and as i said you know did um herbal herbal medication so yeah it's just being continuous as a training as a complementary therapist also <clears throat> and my herbology helped mm. Awesome. And, and most of all, though, as I said, music. Yeah, I was going to say all that. All flavors exactly. came along right at the, fa- the, the best time. Mm. Mm. So you and said that, that music I've was been... your... Sorry, that saying that music is um, spiritual food for life, you, you made that point. Oh, yeah. I, I love music. I believe we should be, you know, encouraged by our immoral music. Mm. I do not listen to immoral music. Right. And so I noticed our conversation. I did this the same thing before. I used to be the gospel experience person. <laughs> Sister Shirley on one of the radio stations. Mm. Yeah. And I did that uh, for quite a, for a couple of years. Mm. Mm. I, so we know, th- we know you as Joy McKay in the chat room. And That's you're very, right. you're very um, active. So my name, say. <laughs> yes. all I did, I have a long name, so I cut my name in pieces. Mm. Joy is from Janet, really. My, my name is Shirley Janet. Mm. But um, a few years ago, before my husband died, I had a, <clears throat> a premonition, I would call it, yes, that, you know, um, Psalm 30, verse 5, which tells us... Um, but we can well endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm. And um, I, I said, oh, you know what? My name is Joy, not Janet. Mm. And um, then he said, that's good. And he started calling me Joy. Mm. Awesome. And his name is David McKay, so 
Joy McKay, isn't it? And that's the part that he left with you, that, that lovely Joy McKay, or Joy, should we say. Right. Yeah. Joy, Joy, Joy coming in the morning is really, this is truly the morning of my life, you know, mm. because I've been through the tunnel, I've been through the darkness. Yeah. And I've come out into the light, and it's, I'm having joy in the So what encouragement would you give to other people that have suffered from stroke? What is the encouragement that you would actually give them? Never give up. Mm. Continue to reach out. Because, you know, I, I believe more than anything else, prayer works. Yeah. And I'm still a prayer warrior. Many people call me. And I, my, my husband was ordained womb which is my foundation, which is Women's Organization for Mental, Physical, Spiritual Building. Mm. So womb is where everything starts in the womb, and it's also starting from a cell. Mm. So this is how we came about to um, formulate that. And I realized that you cannot beat prayer. Prayer is not necessarily you, um, you know, being repetitive, it's it's all it's just for you to talk. You know, just say what is in your heart. Yeah, because the Lord already lives in you. You know, we sing the song, "Come into my heart, mm. come into my heart, Lord Jesus." It's when you realize, yeah, He's in there. Mm. So let Him know how you feel. And I must say that you, your speech has come a great way because Siri didn't used to understand you, did he? he used to have quite a laugh with Siri, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you have to say that again. I didn't get that. I said that you've come a long way with your speech because you said that you and Siri used to have a bit of a battle. Yeah, nobody understood me. The only yeah. person who, who I could have games with was Siri. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so when I when I wanted, I asked questions and I continued to do my speech therapy, therapy mm. by speaking to Siri. My, my, my speech is still not back yet. Mm-hmm. It's not quite because sometimes it takes me a while to get the words out that I want to get out. Yeah. You know, but everything that <clears throat> I need or I want, I figure that it's already there. It's just reaching out. And I, I talk to people and tell them just reach out and touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, I've, I've sent it many places. I know I must say hi to. My friends in Jamaica, in Canada, and the U.S., because I know they're listening in. Also around London, I know they're listening in. Um, I'm tuning. Some have come on but cannot get in the chat room. Mm. <laughs> but I know they're there. And I'm telling you, really, they wake up very early on a Sunday morning to listen to John Jay. Mm. They listen to um, DJ Narrow's <laughs> Say how really and Mr. Fix It. Well, all DJs. Yeah. I but I'm saying there's a station now that the people are really finding that the music they play take them back where they can, you know, go back to relocate themselves. Yeah. Come forward. Definitely, definitely, and we have a great variety of DJs on the station, and we are looking for DJs as well so if you feel that you can fit that role please mm. feel free to go to the website and sign up mm. and have a chat with George he's a great great um, person to speak to he's very accommodating and if you have a, a if you're up for it then he's up for it and it just so just um, go along to the 
website and and fill that in so joy you said spiritual spirituality faith hope and love kept you alive so in summing up what do you mean by that statement Spirit, spirituality faith hope and love keep kept you alive i'm sorry i said you said spirituality that, yep faith hope and love kept you alive you said it's a matter of knowing that hey without without faith we're not going anywhere mm. yeah hope you must have uh, uh, if you're hopeless mm. then that's why many people say well i can't which means i won't but you know if you will mm then thinking that works is dead. So therefore, you have to really reach out. It's not easy. Nobody said that the road was going to be easy. Mm. Right? But with those three in the mix, especially the love, and it's a a matter of cultivating love, because there's no way you can... If you do not love, then you cannot expect to get love. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, 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 the word says... Love your neighbor as yourself, who's your neighbor, everybody, whether you meet them or just now cultivate the the, the season we're in, mm. is we're all locked in. Yeah. And I'm doing like Zoom meetings, different things, just because it's not, there's no distance. Mm. Technology is both are so close to one another mm, yeah. that I can be sitting in my room and I can hear somebody playing music from Germany, talking to people who are um, playing with us in the in the chat room from Castries, so, yeah. you know, in St. Lucia. By the way, Agnes in St. Lucia, if you're listening. Hi, Agnes. Hi, Agnes. It's the family here. But I, I really have to tell people that right now, the times, they are changing. Mm, I heard everything um, you were saying this evening, even about, you know, asking about somebody, if you like them to marry you. Why not? Yeah, that's true, isn't it? No time like the present, I guess. Women are fighting so hard to get equality, you know, or what. Mm. So, (laughs) the men probably should sit back and let everybody else go. But at the same time, as you say, there is a way. And we're stuck with tradition. Mm. Yes, yes. And that's what the Bible says, a form of tradition. Mm. And when we just get a form of reality mm. and truth, well, faith, love, we'll get truth. <clears throat> Beautiful people, we must say that Joy, she may come on and um, have a, a show in the future. So listen out for Joy, Joy McKay. And um, she is very active in the chat room. She's my mum, Sher- Reverend Shirley Russell. And um, yes, we're going to play this song for you, Joy, because it was one of your songs that you wanted. And that one is by Delroy, Delroy Wilson, Better Must Come. Oh, Delroy Wilson there for you. And that was Reverend Shirley, better known as Joy McKay, in the chat room by all the All Flavours DJs and presenters. That was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. And just knowing that we can survive stroke, we can survive any affliction or illness that may come upon us, and especially again now in these times, that 
all things are possible. Right, Lily? Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that the whole, um, the start to the episode that Nana had, Mm. Grandma Joy for me, um, was that her mindset wasn't right at the time. So, you know, like she said, usually she'd go to her remedies and she wouldn't Mm. take anything that just given to her. But because of the dark place that she was in at the time, she just... She wasn't thinking straight. She just took what was given to her mm. within a matter of days. It affected her so greatly, but the determination and the willpower was so much stronger mm. than the affliction that had been put upon her that she was she was one of the quickest people through the, yeah. the hospital. She so. said there's still people there when if she's visited back. I know, I know of someone that had a stroke a month before mm. and they're still very much in a vegetative vegetative state mm. and it's so it's sad to see um but it's also inspirational to know that there is another side there of is it another all. side of it yeah absolutely so really it's just a matter we always talk about mindset we always talk about being in that right frame of mind and not allowing things to get us but some days are easier than other days because I know that you know some days you do have dark days and it's getting through that time Mm. but it can be overcome and we can manage and we can overcome the challenges that do come before us right yeah definitely so Lily I know that we've been looking into the Think and Grow Rich did you find anything as regards to what we've been speaking about tonight so I think this one is very um yeah persistence yes um the sustained effort necessary to induce faith the eighth step towards riches and we know that we say riches but we're talking about you know monetary health whatever way you want to um you know apply it Mm. and it says persistence is an essential factor in the procedure of transmitting transmuting desire in its monetary equivalent the basis of persistence is the power of will Mm. willpower and desire when properly combined make an irresistible pair and i think just from that phone conversation from that um uh, Grandma Joyce calling, you can see persistence and desire, willpower, willpower mm. will outshine any negative um, impact. The 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 what you said earlier is that the effort over um, effect effect. Yeah, but in this case, the effort caused the most beautiful effect and no it's not back to perfection it's not back to where you was nana's not back to the state she was in before she had the stroke but she's not in that state where she cannot do anything Mm. for herself and it shows that if we will if we have the willpower to get to a certain point whatever it is that we're trying to achieve um it can be done. It can be done. It can and be achieved. That same motivation track that we played right at the start of the show, mm. it was talking about belief. And Mum said about the faith. Yeah. Faith that kept her through. And it said that um, the question I was going to, another question I was going to ask you, beautiful people, was that of self belief and how will you attain your goals and dreams? 
you know, because we always have to take action towards something we believe in. And yeah. she believed that she would get well. And Nana, uh, Nana, mum said that she is in her 70s and she's an overcomer. Mm. So she had the belief that she would overcome the adversity, had the belief that she would get better. Like she said, the foot was like a stone. You couldn't even move it. Yet so much advancement has been made up until this point. Mm. And we have to really be thankful and to know that mind over matter. Definitely, it, yeah. It, it's the truth. Yeah. No, no matter what way you want to look at it, mind over matter mm. is really what gets us through a lot of situations. Mm. It's a lot of food for thought tonight, right? Definitely a lot of food for thought. I mean, you spoke about the um, visa being available now to people from Hong Kong so that they can escape whatever um, semi-autonomous environment they're not in so they're not allowed to make independent decisions but they mm. they've been given the opportunity to come here the racism that market marcus rashford is it experienced um no it's not anything new in the football industry but it's a bit more it hits home a bit more now i think yeah. because of the change that he's been trying to make mm. he's really been you know, trying to be that effect that can, you know, help the poverty and, and, yeah. and things like that, you know. He is the change that, that he wants to make. Mm. He's put that forward and no one's seen the good that he's done. And sadly, it's a bit like if we do look at Jesus Christ, for mm. instance, that he was young when he died mm. and he was doing good. He was feeding thousands of people. This mm. is in the allegory, he was feeding thousands of people. He was, he was doing miracles, mm. yet still they wanted to kill him. Yeah. Likewise... Marcus Rashford, he's doing good things. I mean, they've always called our brothers monkeys on the, the field. Mm. That's why I don't understand why some of your brothers love off the football, but, you know, because of the, the, the reactions that they get from all of these people. Mm. But I do understand because it's a man's game. Mm. However, it's so much lashback in the sense of the way that they treat our own. Mm. And we can't say, oh, well, go and get your own football team. Maybe we can. Maybe we can pull one out from the air. No, we need <laughs> to stop this, this, them and us. It's just... But it is so really, when you look no, at that. We need, we need that. to stop that. That's, that's what we're trying to stop. We talk about we want to hey, be equal, but then we, we want to have, no, it's them and us. You can't but have it both ways. Up until now, it's never been equal. Up until now, it's never been equal. We spoke about the prison system mm. and how they, they went and found another little loophole, a little way just to keep us in servitude like to, to service them and make their money. That young boy that, that was innocent and they said, if you say that you've done it, we will give you a lesser sentence. Mm. And he said, no. And they beat that boy. The, the guards beat the boys. The prisoners beat the boy. <coughs> he come out and he committed suicide. Oh. Right? But he was, he was adamant. They dropped all the charges. But by then, it, the damage was done. done. Yeah. The damage was done. And this is happening to our young men, our black brothers, our beautiful black kings. It's happening on a daily. And how can we get over it? Because it's affecting, affecting people. It's affecting mm. families, yeah. sons. It's the sons, the boys. And it's funny because, in that, again, in that lecture yesterday, they said the men or the boys were more expensive than the women. Of course buy. they were. Because they the, they would be doing the heavy lifting. But now what but, are they? But let us not forget. Yes. We were our kings and queens. We had um, empires. We, we 
come from the line of the richest person in the in of all time. Mm. Why why are we focusing on you know? Yes, we are living in such a negative. Um, the energy is negative, but is why is the energy negative? Why is it that they hate us so much and you know they want to beat us and break us and why are we allowing them to do it? We build empires. Where is that mentality? Let's let's go back to that mentality. Mm. No, it's not them and us. No, we were never equal because actually we taught you how to build castles and how to live clean. Mm. Let us go back to that mentality and stop thinking that history started from slavery and us getting taken off in ships into cotton i love it it's amazing very true lily isn't lily lily's right everyone isn't she so right so <laughs> like 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 joy says visualization visualization yeah overcoming mm-hmm. all right and knowing that the universe he there's an abundance for everybody there mm-hmm. really is and it's just how we see it it's how we play out things it's how we how we yeah, it's how we see it mm. at the end of the day. So beautiful people, shouting out to all the, the radio DJs. Please check the schedule. And remember, we do have a Facebook page as well. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can always follow at allflavorsradio.com. And yes, check the schedules at allflavors.com uh, and see who's on and playing. Tomorrow we have Charlie Muir with the General Disarray Show as well as... Darnell, the therapist, and um, hoping you're feeling a lot better. The original Mr. Fix It. Great show last night, DJ Slim and Mark Philogene. Mark Philogene will be on from 10 till 12 tonight, as well as DJ Laro, who will follow me from 8 till 10. And Thursday, Ninja Man Lloyd, Caddy, um, John J.E., a very big lineup. DJ Slim, I think, is on on Thursday as well. Friday is Mr. Fix It as well as DJ Laro. Saturday is George Flavors and um, DJ Nige. And Sunday, you can catch a whole variety. It's like a, a bowl of fruit mm-hmm. on Sunday because you can get a whole variety on Sunday from Zook, Soul, everything on a Sunday. So do check the schedule out. And yes, all we, I guess we have to say is... We'll see y'all on, on the, the other, other side. side. Take care. Auch in Deutschland hören wir All Flavors Radio. Die beste Musik rund um die Uhr. All Flavors Radio plays what you want to hear when you want to hear it 24-7. The best music from around the world. Now, here comes the music. <laughs>